Hey everybody. I'm Mo. And I'm Katie and this is the, the Mo, Mo and Katie, Katie show. show. So good to see all of you. Yay. We hope you uh, have been enjoying our correct me if I'm wrong uh, segments. What, what, Katie just came up with a, a great tagline for it. Yes, hilariously inaccurate. Yeah, that's that's what that's we, what it is. So we hope you we enjoyed uh, soccer last week, yeah. and we've got a new one coming up next week. So, yeah. but it's February. That's crazy. It's February. And it I, is my my sister's birthday. Aww, Jan. Happy and birthday, Jan. Also, my fr this is interesting. My friend Beth. It's her birthday as well. Oh wow! And um, Beth works at the FAA. Okay. And my sister used to work at the FAA, and they met at my mom's birthday party years ago. And at your actually, mom's birthday party, yeah, which wasn't it, their birthday, and they real and they realized that they had some mutual friends in common from the FAA. Oh, that's my sister has since cool. retired, but best to work so well, happy birthday, birthday cool, ladies! So. Yeah. super cool. So I have to say, Mo, it's it's I'm not one to complain, but it's been a disappointing snow January in Maryland this year. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I saw. Although so a little bit of flakes, uh, like a couple of weeks, a week and a half or so ago, we had some flakes that turned into rain, but that's been it. And well, I'm, I'm sad. Well, here in Millersville, specifically yes. uh, in our uh, freezer, it, it needed to be defrosted. So we did get a little bit of precipitation Irony. and buildup. Yeah. And my freezer died. So I don't even know what's happening. Not just right your now. freezer, your whole our fridge. Our whole fridge died. <laughs> so RIP, thank you for your service for 16 years refrigerator. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, so a dead refrigerator, lack of snow and uh, birthdays are all things going on in the world. <laughs> Moe, tell us what else is going on in the world. So I want to talk about, um, so there's, I love the story because it's um, it's near and dear for a lot of different reasons, but okay. there's a lady named Patrice uh, Travis and she is a hospice, um, she works at a hospice, like a caregiving facility. Yeah. And she also is a volunteer seamstress. So she oh, sells. nice. But one of the things she does is when a, loved one passes on mm -hmm. she will reach out to the family and she will make a teddy bear Aww. and she'll make a teddy bear for that family and so that, that was really cool so that was one thing my mom used to do is um she used to make teddy bears and they would uh, they, they call them the teddy bear ladies and um, they would all make teddy bears and take it to the hospital for kids that I were in the that. hospital right i love that so this one lady um th this one of the one of the guys a gentleman died and so the the hospice facility reached mm -hmm. out to mary who's his widow and okay. said hey would you like a teddy bear um, made in honor, you know, memorial memory, memory of, memory. of your husband. And, um, Mary, the widow said, I would actually like six for the grandkids. Oh, so that's one, wonderful. not six each, but one, but one teddy bear for each. And then she also donated his, um, his flannel pajamas. And so Patrice made six teddy bears with, um, with, I think they call him pom pom. Um, his with his flannel pajamas, but she also learned a little bit more. Like one of the things he used to say when he would before he would leave, mm -hmm. he would say peace. And so she found a little um, patch that said peace, and she sewed that onto the bear. I love that. She also found that he was a guitar player, and so she put a guitar, uh, some of his old guitar pick holders, and made it like a little pocket on Aww. the teddy bear, and put some like of That's his used garage, uh, uh, guitar picks. Also put like a little um, his glasses on there. And she had some extra fabric left over, and so she made a seventh one for the widow. Aww. And I just thought that was really neat. And so the grandkids are all like, they they take pom pom with them when they go around places, That's and amazing. then they they may like put his glasses and take take him around, but they put the the glasses I back on the that. bear. But I yeah, love just, that. And I and I love the fact that she's because I've got a lot of my dad's like old Aloha shirts, sure, and sure. I thought it was really neat that she's using fabric basically that mm -hmm. that it's not like fabric you buy. It's fabric you're like, what am I going to do with this anyway? And now it's getting, it's it gives got it a like second a life. Yeah. And it's going to get to like a sentimental. Oh, purpose I love to that. It. So I, that was cool. I know when my, um, my uncle Gary, my mom's brother passed away. 
um, and he was uh, emotionally disabled and, and um, just had a real distinct style. He wore flannel shirts. He sat in a rocking chair. And one of the ladies who was associated with the home where he lived made one of his flannel shirts into a pillow for my mom. Oh, that's So cool. my mom has it and on the pocket. There's like a little verse about how, you know, when you miss me, pick up this pillow. So I just, I yep. love when people do that because yep. you're, you're repurposing, but you're keeping some a part of your loved one, yep. you know, with yep. you. So yep. I love that. And that fabric so, has meaning. So yeah, I love I that. That's cool. That's so, a wonderful yeah, There's story. a lineup of, we'll show you a picture, a lineup of like just seven teddy bears. And it's just that's really, really cool. cool. So, yeah. That's Well, speaking of sewing, speaking of things that are, are sewn, um, recently in the UK, there was a bag of clothing donated from Canada. I'm not quite sure how it got from Canada to the UK, but well, it, it ended one of up... the colonies of the UK. <laughs> yeah, that's but the... true. It ended up at a thrift store called the Glass Onion. And what they, what they found was this beautiful Native American jacket. And it was very different than all of the other things that were donated. They believe that this jacket is over 170 years old. Wow. And it's got this, I'll show you a little picture of it. It's got all this intricate oh, wow. beadwork and these tassels. And they believe that it was made um, from someone from the Metis or Cree tribe in Canada. Okay. But the best part is they're trying to reunite this jacket with whoever made it. So they're they're doing their research. They're kind of backtracking, trying to figure out where it was donated. Is it like an Ancestry.com for clothes? I don't know, but that would be super cool. Yeah. So they said, you know, compared to the other '60s and '70s fringe jackets, it definitely stands out and looks different. So huh. they're trying to trace it back to Canada, find someone who is connected with that tribe, and get this jacket back. That's cool to the tribe to whom it belongs. So, to. So is the jacket in Canada or in the UK? I think right it's now? still in the UK. Okay. And they've they've tracked it down that it's from either Manitoba, Saskatchewan, or Alberta. Which is not a whole lot of narrowing down because those are all pretty big. Oh, but they okay. they've narrowed it down to the Canada. to the tribes and they're trying to find out who has this jacket. But it's so, 170 years old. Like they're just just trying to find the family members. Yeah, of the trying family to find if somebody you know who you know whose great grandmother or great you know. So, so if so you made are this. related to the Betsy Ross of Canada is that i mean sure uh, sure just flag her down <laughs> flag her down nice yeah it's it's uh it's it's a she, nice like she's got coating of con kindness <laughs> order you know we just want to coat this with kindness let's coat anyway i have a, a anyway. really <laughs> i know you do i know so we're gonna move on it's got the word jacket <laughs> in i there. know it does so we're going to move on to our quirky fact for today, Moe. Okay. okay, now you have to try to to guess this, okay? So speaking uh, of all no, in, <laughs> Speaking oh. of large countries and regions, how many time zones do you think Russia has? It's all like of quirky them. Quirky fact, it has all of 24. the time zones. <laughs> so, you know, United States has the four ones on the mainland and then I think Alaska's in its own, Hawaii in its own. Yeah, four time zones. Eastern, Central, Mountain Pacific. Good. Oh, it is four. And then Alaska and Hawaii, I think, are on their own time zones. Uh, I will contribute to this conversation okay. and say that Newfoundland is a half an hour off. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I've, I've heard that before. So there's another European country that's a half an hour off, too. One of my students had traveled there with uh, time. I think but Argentina. That's not what we're talking about. Okay. How uh, many eight. time zones does Russia have? Eight. Higher. Seven. That's not higher. <laughs> Today we'll oh, be oh, talking oh, about sorry. high I, numbers and low numbers. I'm sorry. Hey! <laughs> Opportunity <Tired>. missed. <laughs> higher! Russia has 12. 11 so close. time zones. That's how big it is. It has 11 different time zones. Yo mama's so big, she got, she got 11 it. times. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, that's just Your mama things, is so big. That's how things are. <laughs> is that it has nice. a lot. Nice. 
That was the worst one yet. <laughs> you can't be Russian with these puns. You really can't. You have to but take you can, your time. you can nest them inside each other. Borscht. That was pretty good. <laughs> so if you go to if you go to Russia one end to the other, it's it's a half day off. So there's that. Or it's 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 almost a half day off. Um, it's just trying to come up with something. No, I'm not. I'm actually trying to do math, which is actually worse than me trying to come up with a pun. I'm just thinking if you go the opposite direction, you all right. Go well, back. go ahead and bring us out of this and tell us what today. Is I think the we... best thing that you could do is talk about this with your dog over a date. Oh, when you take absolutely. your dog out for doggy date night, which oh, is what today is. It's doggy date it's night. I'm sure it's national because I'm sure this is only an American thing. But uh, national doggy date night. National day. doggy date day date night. night. I mean, you can. Where can we take our doggies? Anywhere you want. Where are you going to take your doggies, listeners? We yes. need to know this. So, okay, I have a question. <gasps> Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. Picture. Little spaghetti yeah. action there. Yeah. So you have three dogs. I have three dogs. Does that mean three separate dates, one for each dog? Or is this like a group date? All three dogs go somewhere. She can't behave today, guys. You don't know the day I've had with this one over here. Just answer my question in a nice, appropriate way, please. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> Oh, what was the question? I'm sorry. Can you take all three dogs out on the same date, or do you have to take them out on each individual date based by on same, their interests? By same date, do you mean like I take Dozer out to a movie and dinner, and then yes. I take Blue out to movie and a dinner, the same or movie, do you the take same restaurant? All three of them out at the same, same date? time? Do you or take... like same date, like April 25th, the perfect date? Like I don't know what you mean. By... All you need is a light sweater. <laughs> no, if you take all three of them to like a dog park, is that your dog date, or do you need to take? Do you need to take Dozer to his favorite place and then Blue to his favorite place? Like, how does that work? Well, I think to be fair to the dog, you, you they, they are individuals. That's you true. You can't treat them as, as just clump them in and say, you know, we've got six kids, so <laughs> let's just, here kids, go to McDonald's, play in the balls, and uh, I know you're 30, you but. <laughs> See, uh, my dogs don't usually go, so they're, they're not terribly social. They're not great with other dogs. Oh, I might just set up like the card table and chairs and have them sit in the chairs. And, oh, like, dogs we'll playing have poker. A little, yeah. a little dog's night in. Dogs little. playing Romy Cube. That's true. Yeah, well, I hope you score. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no. ha happy dog happy date Happy doggy date night day. We were just talking earlier about how spoiled our dogs are and how we're complaining about how spoiled our dogs are while we're Wrapping them up Spoiling in their favorite them. blanket and giving them a kiss on the nose and being like, oh, you're so spoiled. Here, baby, here's your favorite toy. Like, yeah. that is, that is, especially with Bo. There's something about Bo. That dog has wrapped me around his little paw. I'm telling you. You'll be He's so spoiled. wrapped around his dog paw. <laughs> so, in order to take your dog's Whoa, on Oh, was that like a pun back to the sewing? Oh, so, so, yeah, sure it was. So, no, you... You it talk, wasn't. It wasn't. But you talked about the jacket, and you said That's people true. sew it together. I'm about and then I was trying to make it a, a, an offensive jacket pun, um, but you threw me off. I was trying to transition into our shared experience today. Oh, oh. So what I was going to say is if you're going to take your dogs on a date, it's important that you have a job so you can support your dog's habit of going on a date. So today, we're going to talk about jobs. Okay. Jobs you've had, jobs maybe you wanted when you were a kid. Uh, what was the worst job you had, best job you had, bosses, things like that. So okay. so you can start because your your career being if military any my, career. If any different. of my former troops are listening, <laughs> the, part of that better not be me. <laughs> Who was the worst boss you ever had? Well, let me tell Barrett. you about this colonel I had. <laughs> Barrett. So your jobs, have you ever had a job that was not in the military? I've had, yes, two. Okay, what are they? 
jobs. It's when you go some... Ooh, that was a <laughs> wicked eye roll. Damn. <laughs> right, so you, you worked with the beaver then? <laughs> <laughs> Hydroelectric power. Damn. Um, um, so my first job was when I was in high school and Lauren Becker, one of my my high school friends, um, got me this job. And it's currently the where the it's across the street from my high school in Fairfax, Virginia, and it's right behind the Einstein Bagels. It's where Total Wine is now, but it okay. used to be a drugstore. And I I believe I didn't know this. Um, I can't remember the name of the. But it was like a CVS type thing where I worked in the pharmacy in the back, and I basically I didn't know that counted pills. And I remember like using oh that little thing and like count pills. But the, here's <laughs> one a, in your pocket, yeah. two in the bottle, yeah, one in like, your pocket. Yes, my prostate has never been healthier. <laughs> but here's one thing I remember about this huh. is. I remember we were standing there with the pharmacist. It was me, Lauren, and the pharmacist. And there was a guy, he was like an IL-9, and he was like stumbling. And he was in in high school, I didn't drink. I didn't hang out with people to drink. So, like, I didn't know what it looked like to be drunk or to be on, under any kind of influence mm -hmm. other than high on life. And so <laughs> the, pharmacist goes, the pharmacist says, okay, this guy who's down there in IL-9, you can see him. He's going to come up here, and he's going to ask for some Tylenol-3 with codeine, which was... It wow. was over the counter, but it was kept behind. Mm -hmm. You didn't need a prescription for it. But Some of you... the stuff you have to show an ID for now. Like well, but this is back, you know, yeah. in the 1800s. So, and sure enough, this guy stumbled up. And I just remember being so mesmerized oh that the pharmacist gosh. could sit there. And he goes, he goes, uh, hey, I was wondering if I get some town or three. And they're like, the one with codeine? Oh, it's got codeine. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and, and he's like, and, but he was like, that's something we had to deal with. Wow. Was, yeah. So I, I, I better remember. I know that. I love, I love that we have been best friends for four five, or five, five years now. Time. And there are still things I'm finding out about you. I didn't know, I did not know you worked at a drugstore. What was your other non-military job? Um, uh, when I was going to community college, I worked in the bookstore and it was, Aww. uh, the bookstore was, um, instead of being called like the college's bookstore, it was actually called, um, it was a little company called Barnes and Noble. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's where I learned about oh, ISBNs. Oh, that's funny. And, yeah. So I worked in the back for the bookstore. Fair. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And then it was all military after there that. You. All military all the yeah. time. All right, you go. Um, my first job was at a summer program for intellectually and physically disabled kids okay and my um i have two cousins that are that are on the like autism spectrum intellectually disabled and they both attended there so that was kind of cool because i got to see my cousins but i worked in a classroom with kids of all kinds of ranges of stuff and it was like intense it was a lot and i was i gosh i think it was like 15 wow. that summer and it was it was intense it was called um it was called summer action, I think. So it was like a daycare respite for families. But that we had kids sleepover, that were right? not. No, okay. that one was not sleepover. But my sister and I used to volunteer at another camp that was. It was similar. But um, all kinds of like nonverbal, all like Williams syndrome, Downs. Like we had all kinds of kids there. So that was like, it was like intense. Now that I think I got bit. <laughs> I got bit by a kid when I was, I was like 15, I think. Wow. The summer I was 15. Then the summer I graduated, I so I, I liked, I liked kids working with kids. So I worked my first like. Yeah, well, I mean, that was a real job, but my my next job was in a daycare center. Oh, well. And then I worked daycare. Um, and then I had, when I went to college, I actually worked on campus as well. Uh, my sister and I both worked in the music computer center. And they had just, so what we would do is people would come in and take some of their tests on the computer. It was like really groundbreaking then. This was like 1990, 91. Um, and then we would, we would run things for the music side and, and computer notation had just become a thing. So people actually making really sheet back, music back in then. Yeah. Wow. Like, like early stages. Um, but then other than that, then I, you know, I got married, I worked in daycare again. I did a lot of daycare 
And then I had my own daycare. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you yeah, you homeschooled. Oh, but I also waitressed in college. I waitressed. Did you really? Um, I did. I waitressed at two now, different places. Now, are you places. one of those waitresses you can like memorize an order and I don't know how people do that. You know that. what I liked? Well, I don't think so. I think I had to write things down. But what I liked about it was I liked meeting the people. I liked coming sure. to a table and striking up conversations with people. We call that people. crowd work. We call that crowd That's work for us do. extroverts. But um, I, I worked third shift at a diner. What does that mean? Uh, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. at a diner. Wow. And after like 2 a.m., the whole diner was smoking. So this dates us too. This is back when West restaurants had smoking sections. I wouldn't work the smoking section, but <laughs> at night, at night at 2 a.m. when the bars closed, the entire restaurant was smoking and was packed at 2 a.m. Nothing and drunk people, after drunk people are good tippers. Um, and then I worked at another. Did you serve Tylenol coating? <laughs> And then I worked at a little ice cream sandwich shop in Akron also. I had a really, I didn't like my boss there. I won't say his name, but I didn't like him. He's very picky for no reason. And that that's about it. I, I Since then, and then after when I started having kids, then I worked a little more daycare. But then I, I would do like worship jobs at churches and I taught school one year. So when did you um, open your, your music studio? I have been teaching music lessons in some way, shape or form since I was 17. Wow. But I have been full-time with my studio like I am now. I went full-time in 2007. Wow. So, and I, so I've been teaching for over, for over 30, for over 30 years. I've been teaching for over 30 years, but running my studio as my full-time gig since, since wow. 07. that's awesome. And building it up to the grand empire of music that it is now. So. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's fun. I mean, it's, it's almost fun to have a bad job because you have good stories. <laughs> when you have a bad job. Was there any hey, so thanks to all the bad bosses thanks, out there everybody. because you gave us good stories. <laughs> so when you were a kid, if someone said, What you know, what job do you want to have or what do you want to be when you grow up, what would you used to say? Like run the gamut of like all the things you wanted to be. Uh, you know, I I'm sure I said the whole sheriff, cowboy <laughs> astronaut, yeah. fireman, yeah, ballerina. Nope. I used to say I'd want to be a ballerina. Never danced a day of ballet in my life. <laughs> Very glamorous. Well, her birthday's coming up. If anybody's looking for some lessons. Some point shoes. Yeah. You don't remember, like, like they, I mean, I, you knew you wanted to go in the military, though. I, I knew I was going to go into the military, most likely the Air Force, just because my dad had been it and my brother was in that's it. Really but cool. I don't, I, I don't remember thinking. And, and that's the one thing is, like, as a, as a pilot, I wish I had one of those cool stories. You know, I was like, I was laying on my back and watching the plane overhead. And I said to my dad, someday that's going to be me. Did I just touch your shoulder or something else? Okay. Just, I, I was all lost in my nonfiction okay. story. <laughs> it doesn't your, make it any your, less appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> was that your dad's shoulder? Anyway, but do you have a distinct memory, though, of when, like, consciously thinking you, when you were young, like, I'm going to be in the military, was that just the way it was? Um, I remember loving to hear my dad's stories, um, although I think it's more that he just told the same one over and over again, and we could all tell it, Good because one, we had always ended the same Good way. story. But um, when my brother was at Virginia Tech, and he was in the Corps of Cadets, the mm. ROTC program there, I remember just going to see him and going, yeah. And as it was, my brother ended up commissioning me, giving me the oath of office. So, so cool. Yeah. How old were you when you saw him? Do you know? Probably eight or nine. Nice. One, one of my favorite pictures is my sister took it um, from my my brother and I were walking ahead of her and she took this picture. But I had this little lamb, this stuffed animal, and it was like, I think her name was Thelma. But I don't know why I can't recall it because I believe I'm the one who named her that. Um, but um, I'm holding and Thelma. And and threw her off a cliff. Yeah, in a car. <laughs> but um, a matchbox car. Just throw it after the car. <laughs> 
write that, Brad Pitt. So I'm holding Thelma, and I'm, I think I'm holding my brother's hand, Aww. and he's walking to me, and he's in uniform, and this is taken from behind us, and I'm like, you can tell, like, I'm trying to match his step, like, I'm That's trying so to, cute. yeah, it's one of my favorite pictures. I love that. So, yeah. I love that. I think, I, I think... I, I, I liked daycare. I thought at one point I'd want to run my own daycare. My, my aunt and uncle actually did that in Tennessee. And then, of course, like, I want to be a famous singer. But, I you know, I had no idea are. what it took to, like, get to that point. Oh, my so. God. Work. you got to get up before the crack of noon. <laughs> I mean, come on. But I think ran the gamut. Like, I want to be a ballerina. I want to be a horse trainer. I want, like, all the things that kids, kids think are cool. But I think there are some kids that are wired, like, from the time they're super young, like, I've met some, like, I've known I want to be a doctor since I was, like, whatever. And then yeah. others, like, are still figuring it out, so. I'm still figuring it out. So. That's me. So you also worked at the Pentagon, which I think is fascinating. I think that's really cool. So what was it like to work at the pe the Pentagon, the. folks? The Pentagon. I loved it. I loved Which it's... layer were you in? There are five, right? Yeah. Five concentric. We get... Oh! <gasps> You know what? I'm going to save that for the, for that's going to be another good, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, so sweet. I'm going to, I'm going so to close that. Did you like it? Did you like loved it? it? I loved Aww. working at the Pentagon. I love that. Yeah. I think that's But we're going to save that for a, uh, let's, uh, correct me. That'd be a good uh, one. Ah, yeah. So, so yeah, write that down. I write that down. clearly know nothing about the Pentagon. Um, well, yeah. military, anything military, <laughs> yeah. I'm your girl because I don't know anything. <laughs> awesome. But, um, yeah, so so we would love to hear, guys, give us, like, what's the weirdest job you've ever had? What's the coolest job? And, um, Mike Rowe, if you're listening, what's the dirtiest job oh, you've ever had? Oh, come on, Mike. Yeah, we want Mike Rowe. Hook us up. Yeah. I love was just watching Dirty Jobs the other day. Yeah. Love that show. Love so, them. yeah, but what are, and, and then what is maybe, what's a career that you stumbled into that you never saw yourself doing? Like, me, for example, yes, I'm a musician. Never thought in a million years I'd be a piano teacher. Mm. And it's kind of a cool story how basically a mom told me, She's like, I want you to give my son piano lessons. And I said, Kathy, I don't teach piano. She's like, yeah, you're going to. You're going to give him piano lessons. And that was my first piano student. Man, Kathy's me. You got mom. <laughs> the teacher got mom voice. I got mom by voice Kathy. Kathy. So I, you know, and I'm Facebook friends with the kid, that kid now. But, um, but yeah, I was basically told, yeah, you're going to teach piano lessons. And here we are all these years later. So. Oh, so one more thing. So another cool story. And I won't say names except for my nieces, but one of uh, Katie's, Brand new students, one week old. The, the, baby, been, the student's not one week old. The student has been in your studio, has been a student of yours for one week now. Yes. Um, used to be nannied by my niece. Like, mm -hmm. you talk about small world yeah, stuff. Yeah, really, so cool. really cool. That we had, so. She was one of our only mutual friends, and I said, just out of curiosity, how do you know Allie? Allie. And, yeah, she used to be the nanny, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of cool. So yeah. it was neat when you had a picture of him and and you, and then I, we got to send yeah. it to Allie, and she's like, oh, that's it cool. Is. So. I, I think we are very, very um, lucky and blessed, Mo, that, that we both can honestly say we love love and loved what we've gotten to do with our careers. Mm -hmm. And I, I I don't take for granted there, you know, I can complain about my job with the best of them, but I don't take for granted what I get to do yeah. and the, the influence and impression I get the opportunity to have in, in students' lives and that I get to, I get to make music all day. Yeah. And I know you felt... I asked you once, I said, how do you feel when people say thank you for your service? And you said it didn't feel like it was, you know, a, a sacrifice because yeah, you enjoyed it I so much. It. Yeah. So, but yeah, we also want to hear that. Do you love your job and why do you love your job? So. And we want to know the people who are doing the thing that mm. they wanted to do since they were... Yeah. Seriously. Babies. 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 All right. So we're going to play a little short game today, Moe. Okay. This is a game about words. And I have found some words in the English language that have 
have opposite meanings to them. So I'm going to give you the two definitions and I want to see if you can come up with the word. Play along at home, yell loudly oh, at your, you know, podcast. Okay. So for understand. example, what is a statement of contrition for an action or a defense of one? So this word means both I'm defending it. A statement of contrition. I don't know what contrition is. Uh, Admit sorry, being sorry. And it also means a defense of something. Like admit, like... Uh, so when you defend something or if you're showing that you're sorry. Would you like the first letter? Yes. Starts with an A. Abscond. No. Is, give me the two definitions again. A defense of something. I'm defending something. Mm -hmm. Or a statement of contrition, a statement of being sorry. Apologetic? Yeah, apology. Good. So apologetics is when you defend something. You know the details of it and you defend it. Apology is when you're sorry for something. Okay? Okay, this word means to secure or to flee. Opposites. To secure or to flee. Retreat. Uh, def uh. To secure. Like a door. Yeah. Or to flee. Brace. Uh, Starts with a B. Bolt. Yes! Nice. Good job. Now, I have not looked at the bottom of this list, so go ahead and read me one like from the bottom. Okay. Okay? Just give me the definitions. Oh. To withstand or to wear away. Okay. Erode would be to wear away. No. Withstand. Endure. What does it start with? W. Withstand or to wear away. With Wither. With close but no weather yes weather yes hey. nice. okay all right to approve or to boycott to approve or to boycott what does it start with s to approve or to boycott. succeed no i surrender no i don't know sanction Oh, okay. okay. Those are very smart I, things. I moved the picture up Thank so I couldn't see the other ones. Okay. This one is to adhere or to separate. Starts with a C. Conjoin. To adhere or, separate. or to separate. Cut? No. To separate. Cleavage. Yeah. Cleave. Yes. That's it. <laughs> adhere means cleave? Uh-huh. To cleave. To cleave to someone. I don't think that's okay. right. Okay, all right. Uh, this one starts with a B. Heading to a destination or restrained from movement. Bound. Yes! Nice. Very good. You can go back from the bottom if you okay. want. A couple more. A person of the nobility or an equal? Person of nobility. A a an peer, equal. A peer? Yep. Oh, a peer is a person of nobility? According to this picture. Okay. okay. <laughs> this word means remained... Or it also means departed. Rem it means remained or departed. Mm -hmm. Remained or departed. What does it start with? L. Linger. No. Linger doesn't mean to depart. To depart. Leave. <laughs> Lengthen. <laughs> I don't know. I 
Well, it's not a long L, so uh, it's just left. Or oh. left. <laughs> All right, last one. All right, last one. Um, to add fine particles or to remove them? Substrate. No, it starts with a D. To add fine particles or dust. to remove... Yes, good. So you dust something with powdered sugar? Where you dust the table and remove That's all crazy. the crazy. So what are these things called? They are called... Homonyms? Contronyms. Single words that have two contradictory meanings. They are known... Uh, they are their own opposites. And there are there are ten of these contronyms. Webster. That's just lazy. So an just... another one, the only one that we didn't do is the word fast means quick or stuck or made stable. Held fast. It also means hungry. <laughs> So speaking of hungry, I think we'll use that as our as our cue to as go. our sound bite. Get it? <laughs> our sound b y t e or yes. Okay, all right. Um, so I have a quote today from Ariana Huffington. Um, I know that name, Huffington Post kind of thing. Yeah. Living in a state of gratitude is the gateway to grace. Is that one of the fifty states? <laughs> What time zone? It has 11 time zones. Yeah. <laughs> Living in a state of gratitude is the gateway to grace. I like that. I do too. Cool. And you know what? I like you. And I like our listeners. And I like that we get to do this. Ding! Thanks for listening today, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for... Don't forget to let us know about your jobs. Yes. And I want to meet the people who are doing the thing that they always want to do. Yes. Besides us. Uh, and then in the meantime, I'll see... Be grateful. Keep laughing. And stay positive. And we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!